What's up, fam? Happy Wednesday. It's episode nine. Yep. Bag podcast. I'm your host, Gladia. Got my co-host Tim. What's up, Tim? Hey, what's up? How you guys doing? Um, so really excited uh, for this topic because it's kind of um, rolling over based off our conversation last week, which was, you know, balancing relationships and, um, you know, healthy boundaries uh, when, you know, you're an entrepreneur, but you have a family or loved ones. Um, health is wealth. Why is your health your wealth? Uh, we're going to dive a little bit deeper into, um, you know, what we've experienced, what's kind of worked for us, what hasn't. Um, so I think it would be a really important topic. I think probably isn't talked about enough. I, I, no. I, this kind of <clears throat> seems to be the theme that we talk about um, mm-hmm. where it's like people don't talk enough about these these things. It's always about, you know, which there's nothing wrong, of course, like yeah. you know, strategies and stuff, mm-hmm. but it's deeper than that, I think. Right, right. And um, first and foremost, how are you like talking about self-care <laughs> how are you Gladia? yeah i'm all right you know uh I, things can always be better of course but hey i'm blessed uh yeah. locked up a deal last night uh um, nice. really really excited awesome. about Congratulations. that and, yeah thank you like just my i don't know I, I think and i think that's it's important to check in with each other mm-hmm. uh i appreciate that tim how are you yeah. feeling I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited about this episode. Um, you know, healthy uh, as can be, um, you know, um, like a part of what we're talking about is, you know, uh, this is one of the second points I think is getting checked out, but, mm. you know, scheduling all my stuff that I need to, you know, do as I get older because. Right. You know, I'm getting up there in age, so I just thought, I, you know, this is a great topic to be talking about and, you know, um, just checking in with each other and making sure that, you know, we're in the right mind and right health-wise that we can actually right. do what we want to do and be here for our families and, and um, you know, just, you know, it's just so important, I just think. Uh, I think we go throughout our day sometimes and we forget about ourselves or you know if we weren't here you know how that would affect the family type of thing so Mm, right it's it's that's why it's deeper than that and i think there are some people starting to have that conversation um which you know we'll dive a little bit deeper but you know we we live in a society where it's like we live in right now we don't we don't consider the long term um you know a lot of people are like quick cash quick quick hustle um and like instant gratification um, but you have to really consider, well, what happens, what will happen if, you know, something happened to me or, you know, especially if you have kids, what mm-hmm. that looks like. Um, and this all kind of stemmed, this whole conversation stemmed from that a conversation I had with that seller who um, right. I, I signed with last night. Um, and he's just talking about one of his friends who's a multimillionaire, has properties everywhere. Um, and he had, he went to go travel. Um, to go meet him um, before he traveled to Costa Rica because he was like, I don't know if he was going to make it. And I wanted to at least say my last goodbyes. Right. Um, and the advice, and the, you know, the advice he told him was like, I, I have all this money. Um, I'm a multimillionaire, um, but how, how am I enjoying it right now? I mean, granted he was in his eighties, but like 
it made you really made me really think twice about like, wow, it is it is bigger than us. Uh, you have this multimillionaire who, like many others, probably hustled their way through and like grinded and um, maybe cut relationships. I think we talked mm -hmm. about, um, you know, just focusing on you, which is which is great. But it's like if you can't enjoy the fruits of your labor, what's mm -hmm. what, what's all of it for? So uh, I think this kind of dives into our first uh, tip, which is getting your mind and body right. Mm -hmm. I think we talk about mental health a right. lot. Uh, whether I know we've had a deeper conversation uh, regarding that. Um, I have, you know, mental health in, in my family and I've dealt with growing up and mm -hmm. it's been really, really tough. Likewise uh, here. Yeah. So tell me about what, how your experience kind of shaped your, your views on, you know, your health and mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. Yeah, so <clears throat> I guess growing up, I, I was, you know, as in a strict, my mom was very strict and, mm -hmm. and, um, you know, so a, a lot of people may know my story, but they may not, but um, I, you know, I was adopted. So um, my, uh, so my ethnic background is I'm Korean and um, half black, right? So mm -hmm. Um, but I was adopted by a Korean mom and, um, my dad was white. Right. So, um, but since my mom was Korean, I kind of grew up with that culture. Right. So, right. um, and my mom was very strict and she was basically the enforcer. Right. Um, if I got in trouble, I get in trouble by my, my mom. Right. Mm -hmm. So, um, and realizing now as I grew up, like, you know, her mood swings were, um, as she got older, progressively worse, right? And we, I, I just thought, you know, I, I messed up and <laughs> I was right. getting in trouble, right? And, you know, my dad would go through the same thing and, you know, as they were married too. So come to find out that, you know, she was, <clears throat> she was really diagnosed, but we, the doctor kind of told us that she was you know kind of bipolar right mm -hmm. and um but she wasn't physically um diagnosed but it all of that kind of made sense right growing up and you know putting all the pieces together um and that kind of just shaped like um my mom never went to the doctor she was afraid to go to the doctor you know yeah. she was deathly afraid to go to the doctor and i as you know, as you get older, you kind of take care of your parents and you take you, you, you're the caregiver instead of, you know, them looking after you. Um, right. And it's a weird, that's a weird dynamic in itself. Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. But um, then getting on them about going to the doctor, if they're not feeling well, they have to go to the doctor. So, and then even just taking care of this first point, self-care, right? right? Do things that you enjoy that actually that reduces your stress level, um, you know, uh, just doing something that actually is kind of healthy for your body, right? Taking care mm -hmm. of your body as you get older. When we're right. young, we didn't really care. We ate everything. You don't in think the about sun. it. You think you're invincible. Yeah. Right. I mean, <laughs> it, and that's crazy. Um, it, it's good. And it's a good way, you know, I, I miss e eating fast food all the time, right? And not seeing the results of that, you know, as a young, young mm -hmm. teenager or whatever. But, 
you know, we evolve when we get older and um, right. we get wiser as we get older. I hope most of us. Get right. Some people older. maybe hit their fifties <laughs> till they realize. <laughs> right. Right. So, and then your body changes too, um, along with that. And I didn't, I never got that when I was younger, you know, as my parents were growing, I mean, getting older, they'll say, they always said, you know, you'll find out, right? Well, I'm right. finding out, like, right now, <laughs> like, so, um, so and that's why uh, it's important, at least for me, like, I don't want, I want to get checked out, I want to take care of my body, um, I want to eat right, um, that necessary doesn't happen all the time, I'm just right. being honest with everybody, like, you know, um, I do enjoy my pizza. I do enjoy certain um, foods, but majority of the time I'm trying to eat right and work out. And, um, you know, during the pandemic, it was, I think I was able to work on myself during mm -hmm. that time and be the weight that I wanted to be during that time because I was felt like the highest weight I ever been and the unhealthiest I've been when I had my other business. Right. Um, and I was stressed all the time and I was not taking care of myself. And I had the stress of making money for the family and producing because my, you know, wife wasn't working all this stuff. Right. So that kind of weighs into the self-care um, mm. of things. Um, and yeah. I think we get so busy in our day to day that we forget about taking care of ourselves or even um, looking into what's wrong. You know, oh, you know, it's just a little something. I'm not going to worry about that, you know. Um, yeah. And then that's part of my age, too, how we grow up. You know, we dust it off. We don't we don't um, access the problem and see what how we can fix it. Right. Um, right. And um, especially when it comes to health. And um, I think that needs to change, you know, uh, and I, it has changed in me, I know, uh, for sure. Um, what about yourself? Oh, yeah, just starting with mental health. Um, like <clears throat> I said, grew up with it. I think my, my mom was also diagnosed uh, with some sort of bipolar, but a lot of that sometimes is, is um, triggered from like, um, giving birth. Um, so she dealt with that a lot. And so growing up, I just felt like I had to grow up a lot quicker, um, being the reason for my uh, mom and the decisions being made. And so, you know, I had to grow up quite quickly with that. Um, and given the fact both my parents are immigrants, um, mm. so bringing in a whole other dynamic yeah. when it came to understanding um, how to communicate, um, how to you know, raising children is just different. Um, and for me being a woman mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and if you imagine like coming from a third world country where you think of America of like the ideal woman is like blonde, long hair, skinny. Yeah. I was not that. I mean, especially mm -hmm. like growing up, um, I was, you know, it's just natural. Like sometimes you're a little pudgy and then you grow out of it, you stretch out of it. And uh, I was put through a lot, like a lot of pressure of like to, to be a certain way, to look a certain way. And, and that enough was like almost traumatizing in a way. Like mm -hmm. I know my parents didn't intend it, but it's like it's it's that stigma coming from another country where it's like America should be, you know, Americans or American women look like this. Mm -hmm. um, 
and idealizing like that that look um so that there was a lot of pressure for me to look a certain way or um you know always thought like oh you know me a latina we got you know thick thighs you know we got mm-hmm. you know i mean like i can't help it it's just right nature. it's you it's just, it's, it's, you know, it's just yeah. me um right. So it it's taken me even uh, I'm 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 at a really healthy point now. Um, I was an athlete too, so it's like it's crazy. Yeah. I was I was always in great shape, but I've learned later on there's different forms of like bodies and everybody's body's different. Not everybody yeah. can look a certain way, and um, you know, so that that took a lot of like me to really love myself, you know, and mm-hmm. the way I looked, and that almost almost affected how I viewed other things and uh you know if i ever have kids like i don't want to be that for my children um so i think that alone your mentality um that can that can mess with you um so for me i feel like i'm at a really healthy point where i love myself i love i love my body uh understanding how my body works sometimes it takes some time mm-hmm. um but I, you know, I had to, I, I did therapy. Uh, I should probably go back because I, I just loved being able to just talk to somebody and mm. they just understand me, not come back with judgments or like, you know, uh, questions, just like listening in. Uh, and I think just being, being part of like being an entrepreneur, uh, like you said, you, you, you kind of added all this pressure on yourself because you have to provide. Um, so it's, it's, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. that you're like bringing on your shoulders or putting on your shoulders. Um, so sometimes you, you need to like let it out somewhere, whether it's working out, maybe not excessive drinking or <laughs> lack of sleeping. Um, but sometimes, you you know, you can't control that. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's having a strong foundation with who you are um, and who you, um, I don't know, like just just loving yourself first and like being confident and having a strong support system. We've, we've talked about that almost every yeah. episode is like, you know, I know I, I can go to you and like, you know, I'll feel better. Cause it's again, just venting out. Maybe I just needed to vent or just talk to somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's really important because a lot of times if you're adding all that pressure on yourself and you're not releasing it, you're, you're adding on that baggage. You're adding yeah. all that on your heart. You're adding yeah. on that on your lungs, your, your organs, that's affecting you and you get to the point you're 50 you've burned some bridges uh you didn't take care of yourself and you can't you can't enjoy yourself because you were working you were literally grinding your way you weren't releasing anything Mm -hmm. so i I think i think um i was reading somewhere with like entrepreneurs the stress level is like all the all-time high um because again there's all this stress we put on ourselves but what are we doing about it yeah really the question yeah and um you know i think like my dad used to just bottle things up and not talk about yeah that, right yeah same. And, and um it would come to a point where something would happen and then he would blow up right and um then he would go like back to the same routine right bottle everything up and um i think i did that at first especially like in high school and you know you just going um as an athlete or just not fitting in or whatever the case may be, you don't realize what your family life, right, is affecting how you are being in the, you know, in your everyday life, right? So you kind of take on, take on attributes of your parents sometimes. Mm, and, absolutely. 
And so, and you don't even realize you're doing that. And then DNA I, is crazy, man. So <laughs> well, I know like, you're not adopted, but it's yeah. also the environment too. Exactly. Like, exactly. Not even idea, but like how you grow up, like watching your parents, the Absolutely. habits, Absolutely. And you kind of pick that up. Like that's even as crazy as DNA. It's like, it's mm -hmm. not just that it's, it's your environment. Yeah, it is totally your environment. And some people, um, you know, have worse environments than what I grew up in or what you grew up in. And some of them have better. So it's just all right. really all and not necessarily saying one is worse than the other. It's just your the way you kind of grow up in your mind and how you um, especially in high school, because you're you're still trying to forming your identity and who you are. Mm -hmm. So um, <clears throat> and me, I was just a shy athlete. And yes. uh, I would, I, I was bottling everything up. I was, you know, um, I really had a hard time talking to, um, you know, okay talking to friends, but when it came to talking to a girl, I'd be really shy and I didn't know what to do. So, um, right. but then, you know, you kind of grow out of your shell a little bit as you get older, but, you know, I, going back to the point where, you know, my dad would bottle everything up and I was doing that in college and I would just blow up at my parents. I went, yeah. I went blow up at school. I would just blow up at my parents because as a teenager, you're, you're the most annoying people are your parents because they're oh, yeah. on you about everything. And, you know, of course they're trying to teach you responsibility and, and all of that, but you don't want to hear that. You want to go out and have fun and do what you want to do. Yeah. But um, realizing that as I'm older now and going back and saying, okay, well, that's unhealthy to bottle that up. And you have to talk to people. You have to um, share your experiences um, with like-minded people too, and not people that are going to tear you down, you know, mm. and surround yourself. Like we talk about this, like you said, every episode, the support is very important. And um and you don't realize that because it affects everything. It affects your personal life. It affects your business. It affects your health, right? Right. So yeah. that's that's like we can't stress enough to have someone that you can talk to and trust that, um, you know, can be there for you or just listen or talk about and share your experiences with each other um, about your health or about what you're going through. And, and um, you know, I kind of help um with uh, this lady her name's Deborah and she owns hair with a cause and she mm -hmm. actually helps women get their hair back um, after chemotherapy so she hears mm -hmm. all these stories about what women had to go through for um, you know from getting diagnosed to actually right. getting going through chemo and all of that so losing their hair yeah losing their hair the self-confidence all of that so yeah. um you know a part of it is just having that mindset and having someone to share because the only people they shared that with they didn't tell their friends that they had cancer they didn't tell um you know some of their families they had cancer they yeah. just, their immediate family and um once they went for the appointment they just released all of that like yeah because it's like somebody's yeah. like pulling it out of them like yeah. somebody's intentionally uh knows you know exactly what to ask and i think it's important the bo the bottleneck mm -hmm. um for me i've always been laid back and chill 
like being told, oh, you never get mad or I can't imagine you getting mad. Oh, I've blown <laughs> up, but I've like maybe blown up. Yeah. My parents or sometimes like, because, um, you know, especially like, um, early on, like I would just blow up because I, I had this, like, um, I was kind of idealized as like this chill person who never got angry or upset, but that's because I held it in. And I wanted, I, I was like, well, I don't want people to see me mad. Um, and that's not healthy either, um, mm-hmm. is, is, is holding that all in yeah. um, and not releasing it in a healthy way. Like it's, it's or, or like if something, if you're going through something, you almost want to hold like, oh, there's nothing going on with me. Like we want to like hold on to that and think like, oh, we're, well, I'll just get through it myself. Um, mm-hmm. And it's, it, you're, it's actually detrimental to your health, like holding mm-hmm. on to that baggage. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's also that pressure of like, well, I'm told I'm like perfect because I don't get angry. I'm very chill and laid back, but that's not true. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's, you know, if something does upset me, I used to like just hold it in and and then I'd get come home and, you know, I was like all up in my head or I would take it out on something else. And it was just that, mm-hmm. that it's just not healthy that way. Um, and stuff is going to continue to happen. You're going to go through stuff you're entire life go through struggles um so why don't we talk about our struggles why aren't we upfront about um i mean it's one thing to ha- if it's a very very personal thing but like right. you know to be like man i struggled with this today uh, like we don't feel comfortable sharing mm-hmm. that and um for me being hispanic mm-hmm. uh we're very stubborn very yeah. very stubborn like my dad even like you know my <laughs> mom they don't want to show emotion yeah. Like showing emotion is weakness in a sense. It's kind of crazy yeah. how that it works. I think um, for me, I think I've always been kind of an emotional person. Um, and uh, and I, I don't know, I hated myself for that, like showing that emotion. Um, right. and, and my mom would always say that I wasn't like tough. Like mm-hmm. you, you can't do that. You, you can't show that emotion or whatever. But, um, and then for me, I couldn't, I couldn't help it. Right. And if I was, I was in that moment and it affected me a certain way, I could, I tried to not, um, share that emotion, but it just, you know, kind of overwhelmed me and in that way, you know, so it's, it's kind of different for me, I guess you would say, because I'm just, um, I was taught not to show emotion and I didn't, you know, I would bottle things up and then as an athlete, I would take it out on the field. So yeah, like football. Yeah. So a basketball lot of my was my therapy too. Yeah. So a lot of my aggression was taking out on, on football. And then when football ended, there was no really outlet for me to, um, and that's a weird dynamic in itself, right? Yeah. Because you always had something that would, um, you could take it out on a field um right you know, whether it's you know getting hit or delivering a hit or whatever the case may be and it felt good because you just released all that energy that was built yeah. up right um and then in after that it was like working out for me um getting yeah. in the gym and stuff like that so um but you know going back to you know just the emotional side is that we don't some we don't share because either one we're embarrassed about, um, yes. you know, where we're at. Right. Um, and, 
uh, and I don't know, something about being your health is private and, you know, not sharing um, how you're feeling emotionally or how you're feeling physically is something that you don't have a, that's not a natural conversation to have. No, and it's not. I, I don't know. As I got older, it's been easier for me to talk about. But when you're younger, it's like not a thing to talk about, right? And yeah. I think now, now the now, generation now is more aware, right, of how things affect them and um, and how you know emotional or physical uh, interaction could help them help their well-being, right? And I, I kudos to. Um, the younger generation for doing that, and you know, as as us, we I can't we imagine being this yeah, gener so. uh, the younger generation dealing with yeah. like social media. Like, mm -hmm. you imagine going to high school with like oh, Instagram, oh, like man. oh my gosh, yeah, It'd be crazy. But maybe I don't know. Maybe I because I was a very quiet one, but maybe because I was so sheltered, maybe I would have been more on my phone, you know, and I'd be more comfortable with that. I don't know. Um, yeah. But I can't imagine going through all the pressures like bullying, cyberbullying that goes around now. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, when I when I started going to high school, I think it wasn't until my junior senior year where like you know MySpace really came out. Uh, I don't even know if Facebook was existing. I'm kind of aging myself right now. Right. Um, but it really was a sports that was my outlet. Um, mm -hmm. Later on down the road, uh, after um, I had stopped playing, I suffered a really bad knee injury. I couldn't work out. I was stuck in a brace. I could only walk. Uh, and that was, that affected my mental health. And I, I realized like, wow, my life is surrounded by like being active and moving and having that taken away from me, even temporarily was like, I felt I was like depressed in a way. I didn't know how to handle it. Uh, I didn't know how to to deal with that, and it it affected me. I didn't realize like to that effect until like once I started walking, um, I was like I was straight depressed, and and I was like, wow, like working out or doing this like is actually my therapy. Um, like I just went, I played basketball last weekend at the gym, uh, and it's such therapy to just play and like not worry about whatever. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think for entrepreneurs, it's really important to ask for help. I think we talked about yeah. that too, but like get therapy, uh, mm -hmm. therapy shouldn't be, you shouldn't get therapy the, like the last minute. Like, I think it's on a regular basis. I think therapy is very healthy uh, is. to, because uh, you're releasing one way. And I know these entrepreneurs can afford uh, you know, <laughs> therapy. Uh, it's very, there's very affordable programs too, if you, you know, low on the budget. Um, but mental health really also isn't, um, like I look at services, it's not offered. It's kind of hard to find a good therapist mm -hmm. too. Mm -hmm. So that's also another struggle. Um, but yeah, I can go on and on about this, yeah, no. <laughs> you know, the emotional support, but find something that you enjoy and like mm -hmm. helps you release this, whether it's yeah. working out yoga, meditation, reading, going on a walk, even like any simple thing that can help you release it, just do it. Yeah, that's that's spot on because if you're able to kind of, you know, have that release, then you're just gonna feel better about that, right? And um, I see that um, Priscilla was saying gymnastics was her release um, as well too. Yeah. Um, 
and you know so everybody has to have that um a lot of people it's for it's working out a lot of people it's like you said going to the beach i don't know something about the ocean and that's why i yeah. always wanted to live in california was because i'm a water person um and you know i might not go surfing or i might not like swim in the ocean a lot but i love the water right and something about maybe going out to the pier and just you know looking out into the ocean is calming for me right and um and that's that's a release too you know i yeah. know during the times that i was really kind of going through some stuff i would go to to santa monica and just walk the beach or walk the pier and then that would just you know get me right again and mm. um you know so you know kind of just find what your thing is a lot of people maybe don't have ocean they have they want to go to um the woods and walk and hike and do that be out in nature yeah or they want to you know work out spin or you know box or whatever the case may be yeah. just kind of on your outlet on absolutely that. yeah so um why don't we move on to, to yeah. tip two um tip so two. um you know the other the second tip we have is, you know, get checked out. And I kind of mentioned um, this at the beginning is that, you know, go to the doctor, get checked out, um, but also be an advocate for yourself. Mm -hmm. And um, so at least especially for, um, you know, people of color, sometimes yeah. we ha we're not taking seriously about our ailments or how we're feeling. We're too scared to go to the hospital. Yep. or Too scared, like my like mom that. was like. So, yeah. um, and then they don't disclose everything when they go to the hospital, right? So right. they don't. They want to hide things um, because they think of things happening uh, the, in the worst way. But the more I think it's deeper than that, though. Like right? if we uncover that, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. Like, um, so my wife's family like is black, um, and her grandfather came from the South. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, his family, um, his great grandmother, his grandmother was a slave, mm -hmm. and he hated going to the doctor. Mm. He unfortunately, you know, passed away through the Alzheimer's, um, but like a couple years back, but he hated going to the doctors. But it was also like, if you went to the doctor and you were black, mm. you you never felt comfortable. You wouldn't trust your doctor. You had to go to black doctors right. to, to know like, okay, they're going to take care of me. So imagine growing up with that mindset of like, mm -hmm no, I don't want to go. Um, like they may, they may give me some stuff that, you know, and he had bad experiences at the dentist too. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, I can imagine like having that in the back of my head, like, uh, I don't trust you. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going to look out for me. So um, that, I, I think that also is something to really consider too, as to why, like growing up and being told like, no, don't trust what the doctor tells you or, you know, um, I, th I think that's uh, underestimated, like what what it's what happens with people of color. I mean, same for Hispanics, maybe who are um, who were immigrants, but aren't citizens or something. They'd be right. scared, like, you know, if they yeah. if I go to the hospital, if I go to the ambulance, I can get deported. Uh, there's there's and that adds such an extra dynamic where it's like, right. so you rather die. Mm -hmm. of whatever or get really really sick then have to go to the hospital mm -hmm. that's like a i mean that's just keeping it real 
Uh, no, that's real. Like why, why, like, and it, why people feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, it's like, yeah, go ahead. No, that's important because I mean that we need to, I guess, deep dive deep into the root of that. Right. And you, yeah. why do, why do people don't want to get checked out or, you know, and I think people don't realize um, there are other factors at play, like you're saying, you know, whether you're um, undocumented or if, um, you know, you have a history your or your family has a history of culturally, um, yeah. you know, being um, dismissed by the yes. doctors. Right. Um, and uh, I, I think people just like, oh, you need to go to the doctor. Well, you don't. Nobody says, why don't you go to the doctor? Like, what what's preventing you to go to the doctor, right? Has right. it been an experience? Or, and then what, what I didn't realize, too, growing up, I always went to my parents' doctor, right? Mm. The doctor that they referred me to. But you, at, like I say, be an advocate for yourself. You can choose what doctor you go to. You can right. go to a black doctor. You can go to, you know, Hispanic doctor. You can go to any doctor that you feel comfortable with, um, you know, uh, and you can choose your doctor, right? And right. if that doctor is not, you know, some not doing the things that you think that doctor should do, or you're not going to, you can just switch doctors. And but the right. other thing is insurance too. Right. We have to. Well, it's money, too. Yeah. yeah right. Money, like money when you're undocumented, yeah. like you said, um, a lot of times it's, well, I'm not going to go because I can't afford it. And this yeah. is kind of, I don't know, it's turned into a, a political thing. And sure. you know, I really don't sure. think it, sh- it, it should be. Um, I do think everybody deserves health care. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. we're for the sake of. But, you know, that also kind of goes into your how you take care of yourself. Are you mm-hmm. eating McDonald's? And then we it, we can even go even deeper and talk about the na- how certain neighborhoods don't have access to yeah. fresh yeah. produce. Absolutely. They have a McDonald's on every corner. So every how corner. am I supposed to? And then they right. overprice lettuce or vegetables. So it's it's so much deeper. <laughs> like we can have a conversation just oh about my God. that. I mean, uh, yeah, but like healthcare, I mean, affordability, a lot of people are like, no, um, you know, we talk about, just, I mean, being a woman too, like asking mm-hmm. for um, uh, birth control or stuff like, like you know, we can we can dive really deep mm-hmm. into um, what what that looks like, like why people are scared to to do that. But I think if you have a strong support system, a strong family, mm-hmm. like uh, my wife's family, when um, you know uh, her grandma is still alive, so she's been like in the hospital and stuff. Like we make sure we're there. Because right. we're told, don't leave your family member by themselves at the hospital. Because you never true. know what what mm-hmm. can happen, how they'll get treated. You have to, like, if if people see that there's somebody there advocating for them, they're not going to, you mm-hmm. know, they, they can't slip um, yeah. and, you know, do whatever and, like, uh, perform whatever procedure and stuff without consenting with, um, you know, their advocate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think having that strong and sometimes not everybody has it but if you have like a, a friend and or something that can um you can allow in i think that alone is is good but yeah this there's so much there's so many factors that go into like healthcare, having yeah. access to healthcare. Mm-hmm. and i think like you said that's a rabbit hole in itself like just Ooh. diving into all of that but you know 
back to the point is that, you know, you definitely have to do check, you know, whatever doctor you are comfortable with, try to go always check your insurance, see what that's covering. If you don't have insurance, um, you know, there's, I think, some um, community um, programs. Well, depending that, like what state yeah. you're in. I think right. California has um, covered. They, it used to be covered California. Actually, my yeah. wife's mom works for covered California. Um, I'm like, how healthy environment is it in covered California? And she always tells me uh, right. funny stories. But um, yeah, I mean, so there's programs. It, it does vary on um, your city, yeah, what you know, state, state that yeah. you live in. Um, but you know, do some research. There, there has to be, or like, ask around. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, definitely. And um, I just one quick note is that like um, when I was in Europe, um, I the Swe Sweden to be exact, like their country is all their citizens has uh, access to healthcare. They don't. Right. I mean, they pay higher taxes, so they could have everybody in the country could have healthcare, right? So, right. Um, and it wasn't an issue for for that um, culture to actually just go to the doctor whenever, and um, it actually, you know, made more since you had accessibility. It made people more. Uh, they wanted to go to the doctor, right? Um, mm -hmm they wanted to get checked out. So uh, maybe some of that fear is, is that, you know, goes back to expenses and then um, insurance too. So, but, right. But, um, you know, definitely advocate, have your family advocate for you. So you're not alone, like uh, Gladia said, and um, just, you know, check, get checked in. If it's once a year, it's once a year, but, you know, at least, get checked in because I know I'm at the yeah. age where I need to get checked out and um, you know uh, I'm, I'm pushing closer to the 5-0 mark so um, it's You're not uh, that old come on come on now my birthday's coming up so but uh, check your ID check yeah your there age. you go <laughs> there you go check my ID I'm glad you are so <laughs> yeah no, the Europe's infrastructure is so different. Um, I considered probably during COVID, uh, like moving to Norway, which mm -hmm. has like one of the best, like um, just infrastructures in terms of healthcare, um, education, everything. Um, but it's it's too cold <laughs> out oh, there. So out there I was something else. Yeah, it's cold, and then. Like I think it was in the summertime. You only get two hours of darkness, right? Yeah, that's so, crazy. But their beds were super cool. comfortable. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Cool. But... So, uh, tip three. I think tip three is super underrated too. Mm -hmm. Especially kind of we can tie it into real estate as well as like preparing for your legacy, setting up your family mm -hmm. the right way. Um, you know, imagine. I've known so many horror stories of people that, um, you know, bought properties and stuff like that and left it under their name mm -hmm. and left their family in like a really, you know, something happened to them and left their family in a really tough situation where they had to go through probate and court and guys, and, and this is something I'll definitely do. Uh, mm -hmm. I shouldn't be like guys do it and I haven't done it yet <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, is, is get a trust. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 
that's kind of preparing for Lexi. I mean, you could talk about life insurance as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have to prepare for the long term. You just you just never know what, what can happen. Yeah. And that's I think the this is very important because a lot of people we see it every day because in real estate, right? We right. we see it every day. And um and a lot of people to this day, a lot of people just don't set that up. Um, right. they, they don't even have a living will. They don't even have any kind of documentation that says, um, you know, if I, God forbid, if I pass away, this goes to who or this goes to, you know, what? And then protecting your assets that you currently have, right? Mm-hmm. What's What's the purpose of generation you know, you having built this generation of wealth or starting this generation of wealth of assets, if you end up losing that and your family doesn't get get it, right? Anything, right. Right. So um, that's, that's super important for you to kind of do, do a little homework, you know, you know, get a trust um, for your assets and put that in there and then have, uh, you know, a living will or a will set up and then you can um, prepare your family for, um, you know, the next stage, the next chapter, right? right? Right. And I think it's a hard, hard for a lot of people to maybe think of that um, next chapter and without them um, because maybe um, death, you know, dying is not a, a topic that families discuss. Because I know if my parents brought that up when I was a little bit younger, it was uh, don't talk about that. You know, I don't want oh, yeah, to. Yeah, don't talk about, about money or don't, yeah, don't talk about, yeah, right, exactly. Right. But all of a sudden when they're sick, it's a topic that we really have to talk about. But, right people still don't want to talk about it at that time right it's uncomfortable and, it's uncomfortable yeah. for some people um and also it's all sometimes it's uncomfortable maybe because they don't they're not educated enough mm-hmm. um so obviously we ask you to research but contact some professionals or ask around like hey i want to create a trust um uh, what 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 steps should i take uh it's mm-hmm. okay to not know um mm-hmm. i think i like how priscilla said working on a dynasty trust yeah, uh, I've never heard of that before. Um, so yeah, if, if she gets married and divorced, her money stays with her. Uh, mm-hmm. Which uh, that that can be another thing too is, I've dealt you know talking to to sellers in like the real estate world. Um, they're usually like you know either a husband and wife uh, are getting divorced and mm-hmm. there, there's lawyers involved and who gets what, mm-hmm. um, or like maybe it's a parent. Um, I talked to somebody this Saturday, this past weekend, and um, they were partnered up with somebody on a on a property. But he has tons of properties. He passed away. He never put them under a trust, and he was oh, like wow. a well-known like uh, multimillionaire apparently as well. But like he mm-hmm. never put his properties under a trust. So his daughter had to like go through hoops and all types of stuff with probate and courts. And mm-hmm. you don't want your family to go through that just no. to, you know? And so that's why people want to sell. Cause they're like, I don't want to deal with it. Um, just, just get rid of it. But going through probate, you have to go through probate. Like if you don't have like a trust. Um, right. Right. So. And then that's left up to the courts at that point. Right. Right. 
So you don't want that. You want to you want to make the decision before it even comes to that. Right. So and you know and we understand that family dynamics is sometimes hard, right? And choosing who gets what is very hard too and yeah. um you know and you might not have the greatest relationship with your your family. So but at least having the conversation and thinking about it is kind of the next step on, you know, who gets what, or, you know, if it's a possibility that, you know, you might even like donate some stuff or whatever the case may be, is just try to do, you know, kind of talk to a professional, make sure that they can set you up um, the right way. And if you do have a lot of assets, then, you know, you have to plan for that, just like how you planned on getting those assets, right? You right. had to, you had to plan that out and execute that just, you know, to protect those assets, you have to do the same thing. Talk to the professional that can actually protect those assets and make sure that legacy continues with your family um, or your kids or, you know, however you want to structure that. Right. Right. Cause uh, it's so heartbreaking again, just speaking to family members and it's like, well, I don't know, like, what do I do? Um, I'm left with this house and uh, I can't afford it or it's in foreclosure or it's, you know, tax option yeah. and you end up losing. I mean, maybe you're able to get something back, but like going through probate is very, uh, from what I've heard. I mean, sometimes it's, it depends on the time of the year or like where you're at. Sometimes it can take forever. It can take yeah. years, uh, years from what, yeah. you know, I've heard sometimes that, you know, you, if you have connections, you can, but um, it's, it's just kind of, again, not living in the instant gratification world. Like yeah. you have to think long-term, like, just mm -hmm. like when you look at your goals, you're thinking like long-term, I envision myself this in 10 years. Well, mm -hmm. 10 years, maybe I should also consider, um, you know, uh, setting up a trust, uh, will, like you said, um, contacting attorneys to ask them like what mm -hmm. that looks like. It's okay to ask. Um, yeah, there's people yeah. out there that, that can help you out with that. Um, so I'm sure, you know, if, if you were to do a will or if I were to do one, like, you know, I can be like, Hey, this is how I did it. Um, mm -hmm. these are the steps to take. Yeah, so definitely. I, I think it's being comfortable with being vulnerable and not knowing something. Absolutely. And, you know, we, we do our research too, and we dive in and on subjects that we kind of want or are interested in and want to want to do right. And um, I think you know you're you're just preparing for that next chapter and just being aware. Like you know, I just a story of a friend that you know his dad had passed away and he was taking care of uh, multiple properties for him while he mm -hmm. was ill, and um, the siblings didn't want anything to do with the properties until he passed away mm, right right so um and he didn't write anything down that he was going to leave it to my friend right mm -hmm. and he already told him yeah he, he was going to and all this and they had to go through probate and it took a long long time and he wasn't even the guarantor he didn't right. get guaranteed even though he took showed receipts everything that he'd been taking care of the properties making the mortgage payments all of this stuff right and and they gave it to um the other brother that was you know kind of you know doing some shady stuff and all this stuff but you so you just never know like uh what's going to happen within probate yeah. but 
ultimately they're you know liquidating the assets and you know they they came to an agreement uh, as siblings to do what's the next step so Mm -hmm. in that instance it went you kind of smoothly after court but okay sometimes after court it just gets ugly it gets ugly it's it gets ugly so all we're all we're saying is just be prepared to you know yeah and this, this i mean also kind of talking about um you know uh lesbian couples gay couples as well uh right. i've heard really horror stories because you know especially back in the day maybe the 90s um you know you had two people who were um i can't remember the term um but they're they're not technically married but they're like in a par- partnership um mm-hmm. so they're like maybe the courts recognize them as like um i can't remember the term but um you, you know what i'm talking about it. yeah um right. but yeah if it comes to you but you know so they uh, combine their their um, assets together um but one, if one of them dies and the, the, all of a sudden the family wants to come in um i've heard some horror stories of that where the family comes in and um all of a sudden they're like oh i don't i don't know you you're nobody mm-hmm. and yeah. this person you know they'd been together for like 20 years and it's mm-hmm. like oh now all of a sudden you don't know and like that's where money um and greed comes mm-hmm. in unfortunately and why you need to have that and why like people were advocating for um gay marriage because yeah. it's like hey we're a partnership like we're yeah. we're 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 a married couple like we deserve like you know mm-hmm. if something happened uh to my wife like you know rightfully so i deserve right. that um yeah, or, or vice versa so again it's it's really being considerate because yeah you may be cool with the family but you just you just never know like what mm-hmm. what can happen uh yeah. money turns some turns people crazy <laughs> i know i think it's called common law marriage right or is it is that some right? like some like oh, yeah. that yeah yeah or like it's a domestic partnership or something yeah, yeah. right yeah um so there's You've like been together rules, forever, cause, but yeah, yeah, because it also you know. comes to health too. Like if um, oh, you know, yeah, right. if somebody right. is sick, you like uh, especially in the '90s, and like you couldn't you couldn't sign off on anything. It had to be like the parents or siblings mm. who were like the family. Um, right, the domestic right. partnership didn't count. So there's a lot of that too. Um, mm. Unfortunately, um, really tough. But yeah, again, it's just it's just planning and co- considering that. It's mm-hmm. like, no, this is who uh, I want to leave my assets to. And yeah. And that and honestly, that trumps like any kind of laws that are in place that, you know, won't get you there. Right. So. Um, so correct me if I'm wrong, like if you had something in place that said, hey, this goes to your spouse, you know, right. And but let's say that state doesn't recognize i don't know the marriage or whatever the case may be um then if it goes to probate then the court can just decide whatever they want to decide at that time right Mm -hmm. so but if you have um you know a will or whatever the case in place that says it goes to that that's gonna trump anything because it's already lined up right is right. that correct? Like, yeah, so. I think so. Yeah. Uh, don't quote, uh, you know, again, do your own research or due yeah, diligence. Yeah. Um, but I think it's just having like, yeah, the exposure or the um, 
yeah, just kind of being exposed to these sort of things um, so that you you know what to look out for. I mean, mm-hmm. I think this is the main point of like having this um, this conversation is like health as wealth is uh, it's bigger than just like working out or uh, yeah. me- mental health. I mean, that's a big part, but it's also setting yourself up for for the future. Your wealth should extend as long as as possible um, mm-hmm. for your future generations. Right, right. And then, you know, so all of these tips that we've kind of laid out just helps, you know, you solidify that, hey, uh, the topic, right? Health is wealth, right? So basically taking care of yourself and then, you know, you're also, you know, advocating and making sure that you're, you know, you are healthy Mm -hmm. and then um, passing on whatever uh, assets or um, life life things that you've uh, accumulated right to your family right mm-hmm. next so all the wealth that you've accumulated you can pass on you know to your family and they can actually increase your wealth and then spread it and do the kind of same thing making sure that all is aligned and um, right you know that's why it's just really important aside from just grinding every day, aside from, you know, just, you know, learning and, and executing, it's also about, you know, take care of yourself, you know, take care of your, your family and, and their health too. Mm, and yeah. so it's bigger um, than you. Yeah, it is a hundred percent. Yeah. So I really hope you guys, yeah, took a lot out of this. Um, I know for, I have a long way to go in learning. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to, you know, get into like life insurance and global life insurance and, and what that, what that looks like and how you can use that as well. Um, not just long-term in case something happens, but mm-hmm. also like using it as a strategy, uh, real estate strategy to, yeah. um, you know, save on taxes and, and things of that. So um, I think, again, we live in a world of instant gratification uh, don't even bother. And, and there's so many unfortunate stories of things that just went the wrong way and yeah. um, people ha- having to deal with it. Um, and, you know, don't, we, we don't want, especially our, you know, people of color uh, mm-hmm. who maybe haven't been exposed to these sort of uh, resources. Um, you know, my, my dad wasn't really exposed. Uh, maybe he would have done things a little bit different. Um, right. You know, had I known things maybe a little bit earlier on, maybe, but it's a lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda. Um, but at least we know now, so we can't be ignorant and and like have this information, not do anything with it. Mm-hmm. So I think um, if anything, you know, get on your computer, like to, you know, do some research um, when you're free, uh, and 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 reach out to somebody, um, or reach out to you know your support system uh, or support group that you have. It's like, hey, how can I get in touch with this? How can I get in touch? You you would you would be surprised. Like people have connections, so just just reach out and help. Um, but I think in general, you have to be mentally wired mm-hmm. and, and yeah. mentally prepared uh, for that um, for that journey of like entrepreneurship or whatever it is, because you will be, there will be a lot of baggage that you'll be carrying. Mm-hmm. Um, so just finding ways to release it, finding ways to, um, to, to find outlets. Um, yeah. Because at the end of the day, you know, all that matters is, is you and your family. 
So yeah. you, want, you want to continue that. But yeah, this was this was really deep. We we dug into some really deep um, yeah, sure. uh, topics. Um, but I'm I'm really excited too for for what we have coming up, the next upcoming episodes. I think mm-hmm. we'll be having a few guests um the next uh maybe the next two or three. We'll be yeah, talking I about crypto. Yeah. We'll be talking about um um a young up and coming uh, real estate investor. In, mm-hmm. in his early 20s, killing it right now. Uh, we'll be talking about somebody, uh, you know, wholesaler turned uh, real estate agent. So mm-hmm. uh, again, just exposing and educating as much as we can and adding value. So really hope you guys get a lot out of it. Um, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I love this topic because it's, you know, um, I think it's just super important and we don't talk about it as much as we need to no, talk we, about it. It's not promoted a lot. It's not mm-hmm. like, again, it's just stuff that's like not sexy, like mental health. Like, oh, no, it's not. I know. About that. I mean, I, may, I make I mean, money on it, mental health. Right, like, right. I mean, meditation right? is starting to, um, it's become really popular a lot, mm-hmm. in, like with yoga and stuff. But again, it's, it's, su- it's such a, like on the surface, there's such a deeper level to mm-hmm. all of the to you, like your health there's so many factors that go into it that's right. really not discussed um uh, because either it makes people uncomfortable or you know they just don't want to talk about it yeah yeah so you know it's it that's why i, I kind of we're trying to kind of talk about topics like this and expose like different things that maybe we don't talk about it on an everyday basis but just be aware and hopefully listening in or watching that you know it sparks some you know uh action in you guys to you know do your research and and protect yourself and then also um, be healthy that's all we want is that you guys we we care about you so we want you to live your life do what you do uh make that bag make the bag you know get the (laughs) bag so that's right um yeah also healthy doing it so yeah, and guys, don't forget to subscribe. Yep. Hit those reminders uh, every Wednesdays, uh, 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern. We'll be here. Um, we will be meeting up soon the next couple of weeks. Oh, I'm yeah. Fly- I'm, I'm we didn't talk down. about that. Yeah, I'm flying down to L.A., so we'll, uh, we're going to coordinate. We may not mm-hmm. do a – we'll figure out the dates, but uh, we're going to yeah. do a live show um, and have a special guest, hopefully. Um, yeah. If not, shoot, we'll be live down in LA. Yeah. Hopefully, it's a beautiful sunny day, and um, you know, kind of switch it up a little bit. So yeah. I'm really excited. Yeah. Tap into our uh, social, like Instagram. Um, yeah. You know, so we can actually, you know, we'll 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 do some maybe lives on there, or you know, yeah. help promote it a little bit, and yeah, you know, um, so we'll announce the date pretty soon. So. Yeah. Yeah. Follow at Mr. Tim. Oh, yep. REI and uh, myself at real estate Claudia. Thank you guys so much. That was, that was fun. Yeah. yeah, I like talking about uncomfortable things. Yeah. It's uh, more of that. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's talk about uncomfortable things. (laughs) Let's get uncomfortable. (laughs) Um, Cool. Well, you guys appreciate again, your support, everybody who's uh, commented Priscilla, you're, you're Mm -hmm. a G commenting and and being uh, engaged. Really appreciate it. Have a great day, everyone. Catch you guys next week. All right. See you guys. Bye.